Medicine has been fully militarized. Commentary. I am thinking of a certain industry. See if you can guess what it is. This industry is huge, constituting a large portion of the nation's GDP. Millions of people earn their living through it directly or indirectly. The people at the top of this industry are among the super-rich. This industry's corporations lobby the nation's government relentlessly, to the tune of billions of dollars per year, both to secure lucrative contracts and to influence national policy in their favor. This investment pays off richly, sometimes reaching trillions of dollars. The corporations supplying this industry with its material conduct advanced, highly technical research that is far beyond the understanding of the average citizen. The citizens fund this research, however, through tax dollars. Unbeknownst to them, many of the profits gained from the products developed using tax dollars are kept by the corporation's executives and investors. This industry addresses fundamental, life-or-death issues facing the nation. As such, it relentlessly promotes itself as a global force for good, claiming to protect and save countless lives. However, it kills a lot of people too, and the balance is not always a favorable one. The operational side of this industry is emphatically top-down in its structure and function. Those who work at the ground level must undergo rigorous training that standardizes their attitudes and behavior. They must follow strict codes of practice, and they are subject to harsh professional discipline if they deviate from accepted policies and procedures, or even if they publicly question them. Finally, these ground-level personnel are handled in a peculiar manner. Publicly, they are frequently lauded as heroes, particularly under declared periods of crisis. Privately, they are kept completely in the dark regarding high-level industry decisions, and they are often lied to outright by those at higher levels of command. The grunts even significantly forfeit some fundamental civil liberties for the privilege of working in the industry. What industry am I describing? If you answered, the military, of course you would be correct. However, if you answered the medical industry, you would be every bit as right. In President Eisenhower's farewell speech of January 17, 1961, he stated that, in the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Sixty-three years on, many Americans understand what he was referring to. They see the endless cycle of undeclared wars and decades-long foreign occupations that are undertaken on nebulous or even outright false pretenses. They see the ever-hungry mega-industry that produces super-expensive, high-tech killing devices of every imaginable form, as well as the steady stream of traumatized soldiers that it spits out. War is big business. And as Eisenhower warned, as long as those profiting from it drive the policy, and the money stream, it will not only continue, it will continue to grow. Other mega-industries, the medical industry in particular, have generally fared better in public perception than the military-industrial complex. Then came COVID. Among its many harsh lessons, COVID has taught us this, if you substitute Pfizer and Moderna for Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and swap the NIH and CDC for the Pentagon, you get the same result. The medical-industrial complex is every bit as real as its military-industrial counterpart, and it is every bit as real a problem.
As a physician, I am embarrassed to admit that until COVID, I possessed only an inkling that this was so or more accurately, I knew it, but didn't realize how bad it was, and I didn't worry about it too much. Sure, pharma engaged in dishonest practices, but we'd known that for decades, and after all, they do make some effective drugs. Yes, physicians were increasingly becoming employees, and protocols were dictating care more and more, but the profession still seemed manageable. True, healthcare was far too expensive, but healthcare is inherently expensive. And after all, we're saving lives. Until we weren't. By early to mid 2020, it became obvious to those paying attention that the COVID response, while promoted as a medical initiative, was in fact a military operation. Martial law had effectively been declared approximately on the Ides of March 2020, after President Trump was mysteriously convinced to cede the COVID response to the National Security Council. Civil liberties freedom of assembly, worship, the right to travel, to earn one's living, to pursue one's education, to obtain legal relief were rendered null and void. Top-down diktats on how to manage COVID patients were handed down to physicians from high above, and these were enforced with a militaristic rigidity unseen in doctors' professional lifetimes. The mandated protocols made no sense. They ignored fundamental tenets of both sound medical practice and medical ethics. They shamelessly lied about well-known, tried-and-true medicines that were known to be safe and appeared to work. The protocols killed people. Those physicians and other professionals who spoke out were effectively court-martialed. State medical boards, specialty certification boards, and large healthcare system employers virtually tripped over each other in the rush to delicence, decertify, and fire dissenters. Genuine, courageous physicians who actually treat patients, such as Peter McCullough, Mary Tally Bowden, Scott Jensen, Simone Gold, and others, were persecuted, while non-practicing bureaucrats like Anthony Fauci were hailed with false titles like America's top doctor. The propaganda was as nauseating as it was blatant. And then came the jabs. How did this happen to medicine? It all seemed so sudden, but in fact it has been in the works for years. COVID taught us that the medical-industrial complex and military-industrial complex are deeply connected. They are not just twins, or even identical twins. They are conjoined twins, and so-called public health is the tissue shared between them. The SARS-CoV-2 virus, after all, is a bioweapon, developed over a period of years, funded by U.S. tax dollars in a joint effort between Fauci's NIH and the Department of Defense to genetically manipulate the transmissibility and virulence of coronaviruses. Once the bioweapon was out of the lab and into the population, the race was on within the medical-industrial complex to develop and market the supremely profitable antidote to the bioweapon. Cue the full-on military takeover of medicine, the martial law lockdowns, the suppression of cheap and effective treatments, the persecution of dissidents, the ceaseless propaganda and anti-science, and the unabashed whoring of most hospital systems for CARES Act money. We know the rest. The ill-conceived, toxic, gene therapy antidote, falsely billed as a vaccine, was foisted upon the population by blackmail, the effective bribery of medical authorities and politicians, as well as other deep state-directed psyops designed to divide the population and scapegoat dissenters.
The end result even sounds like the aftermath of a gigantic military operation. Millions are dead, many millions more are psychologically traumatized, economies are in tatters, and a few warmongers are fantastically rich. Moderna CEO Stefan Bansel is a freshly minted billionaire. And not one of those who caused all the mischief are in prison. At this writing, virtually all the major healthcare systems, specialty regulatory boards, specialty associations, and medical schools are standing at attention, still in lockstep with the received and by now, clearly false narrative. Their funding, after all, be it from pharma or the government, depends upon their obedience. Barring dramatic change, they will respond in the same fashion when orders come down from above in the future. Medicine has been fully militarized. In his farewell address, Eisenhower said something else that I believe is most prescient here. He described that a military-industrial complex fostered a recurring temptation to feel that some spectacular and costly action could become the miraculous solution to all current difficulties. Enter Disease X. From the Brownstone Institute.